Welcome to Rhema for Today. Jesus didn't come to give man a new code of conduct. He didn't come to bring him a system of teaching whereby if he would teach, he could become in the end like God. Jesus came to bring life. He came that we might have life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the Rama Archive Vault and chose Kenneth E. Hagan's classic teaching, Healing, How to Receive It, How to Keep It. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. You could open your Bibles today if you like, if you have your Bible with you, to the fourth chapter of Proverbs. I have been teaching from, actually these are the notes from which I taught, and then the book, The Key to Scriptural Healing, was edited. And I'm just using the notes to go over that. We, we talked about, uh, first of all, roadblocks to healing. We covered six or seven roadblocks, the main ones that keep people from healing. And then secondly, we talked about discipline in the church. And today, then, we talk about God's recipe for life and health. Hallelujah. It's found here in Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 20 through the 22nd verses. Let's read Proverbs 4. Fourth chapter, 20th, 21st, 22nd verse. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, the two things that men strive for above everything else are life and health. And here, God has given us a recipe to obtain these. He tells us first that all life comes only through the Word. Now, the written Word is given to us to reveal unto us the living word, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the living word. You remember John's gospel? If you have your Bible there, just open it to the gospel according to St. John, the gospel. And let's begin with the very first chapter, the very first verse, and read three verses here. In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now skip down to the 14th verse of that same first chapter of John's Gospel. And it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word of God. Hallelujah. The living Word of God. Now in John, the 10th chapter, in the 10th verse, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life. 
and that they might have life more abundantly. Well, you'll notice in the text there in Proverbs, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from before thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart for their life, their life to those that find them. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. See, that's the reason Jesus came, that man might have life. He didn't come to give man some new rules of living by which if he would abide by these rules, he could climb the heavenly stairway to the glory world. No, that's not why he came. Jesus didn't come to give man a new code of conduct. He didn't come to bring him a system of teaching whereby if he would teach, he could become in the end like God. Jesus came to bring life. He came that we might have life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Now, our scripture here in Proverbs begins with these words, attend to my words. As I said, Jesus is the living word. God has given us the written word to unveil the living word to us. Hallelujah. Now, not only are we to listen to Jesus and to look at Jesus, the living word, but this written word also unveils him to us. Particularly that's true as we read the epistles of the New Testament, the letters that are written to the church. You know, to tell you the real truth about it, no one could uh, live in the four gospels only and be a successful Christian. The four gospels are just a history of the life and works of Jesus his work, his sayings, his deeds. In the Gospels, we see Jesus dying. But you know, if we didn't go any further than the Gospels, we, we wouldn't even know why he died. Now see, you think you would because you've already read the epistles. But you wouldn't if you just read the four Gospels, you wouldn't know why Jesus died. Now don't think you're any smarter than the apostles were. They were right with him. They didn't know. Remember, even after he's resurrected, they said, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Didn't they? I said, didn't they? Amen. Certainly they did. Certainly they did. You see, they were still looking for an earthly kingdom and thought he would restore the kingdom to Israel. They were looking for an earthly king. You see, it's in the epistles, the letters that are written to the church, where we read what this living word, the Lord Jesus Christ, wrought for us. It's there where we read him who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's, uh, that's 1 Corinthians 5.21, or 2 Corinthians 5.21. It's in the epistles where we read, like Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, 
Now, you see, if you didn't have that written in the epistles, you wouldn't even know what Christ redeemed you from. Or somebody said he redeemed us from sin. You know, the Bible didn't say that. I said, did you know the Bible didn't say that? The Bible said he's redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Hallelujah. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. That's what we're redeemed from. What is the curse of the law? Only one way to find out. Go back to the law and read what it said the curse is. Number one, spiritual death. That's what we're redeemed from. Number two, poverty. Number three, sickness. Thank God. Then it's in the epistles where we read Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so way back here in Proverbs, the writer, inspired by the Holy Ghost, said, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. You see, if you want to walk in the fullness of life, then first of all, give God's word your undivided attention. Put from your mind everything else except God's word and act upon God's word just for what it says. Now God has told us to incline thine ears unto my sayings. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. You see, we are to open our ears to God's sayings and close our ears to everything else. Now, what a difference it makes when it comes to healing, when you, when you open your ears to God's sayings and close your ears to what everybody else said. I, I tell the story sometime about uh, in the same meeting, identically the same meeting that I was conducted. Not the same night, but during this three-week period of same meeting. Here was a man, a Baptist deacon, that brought his two boys. They had been to a certain outstanding medical clinic here in America, and their condition, these two young boys... Their condition was pronounced by medical science incurable. Now here's a Baptist deacon that came and brought those boys. And so I said to him, well, you know, knowing he was Baptist, because see, I, I was born and raised on the Baptist, beginning my minister there, and they don't preach and teach divine healing, but I began to inquire as he's a Christian, and he is, and that's where I found out where he belonged, and he was a deacon. He's thoroughly born again, all right. Well, do you believe in divine healing? Yes, sir, I certainly do. And then, as he brought these young boys, I said, well, the Word of God, yes. He said, you know, he had his Bible with him right then. I've been sitting here listening to you. Not just that one night, but listening and, and following you in the Bible and marking the Scriptures and studying them. The doctors, you know, done their best. They pronounced these boys incurable. But uh, I believe what God said. 
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering Kenneth E. Hagen's book entitled Mountain Moving Faith. We're also offering Lynette Hagen's CD, Navigating Life Without Stress. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagen's CD entitled When the Enemy is Coming After You. All these items at the special price of $20. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or you can write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, honey, you know, uh, it's important for us to have word partners. Uh, yes, Can yes. you tell the audience what a word partner is? Well, word partner is just somebody that prays for us regularly, and we need that in order yes. to keep doing what we're doing all over the world with 290 Bible colleges and all the churches and and youth pastors and children's pastors and you uh, music ministers yes, yes. I mean it's just and you send an offering to us at least one time a month whatever you can afford to send somebody said well I can't send much hey if everybody sends what they can That's right. when it all gets here it makes a, a bunch call 1-888-FAITH-99 that's toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Healing, How to Receive It, How to Keep It. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.